Fast am I. Good afternoon and welcome to Perspective on Manx Radio. I'm Dolan Mercer. Since the beginning of the year, or a little beforehand actually, a village in the south of the island has been mobilised over the uncertain future of its post office branch after the sub-postmaster in Balasala announced his intention to step down at the end of March the Isle of Man Post Office Board launched a public consultation about what the future of the branch should be. The plan was to convert the facility into a kiosk similar to the plans in St John's and Pull Rose. Instead of the traditional counter service model we associate with post office branches across the island and elsewhere. So where did this begin? We can trace the story back to the 17th of July in 2018 when some concerning news broke. The Isle of Man post office is set to report a loss this year for the first time in its history. Chair Julie Edge revealed the news in Tinwald this afternoon in a statement on the company's five-year strategy. Mrs Edge told members a decline in demand for its traditional services in favour of online transactions is partly to blame. The Onken MHK also highlighted issues with the postal workers' pension scheme among the factors. This together with the realisation that existing staff remuneration was not aligned to the market was making the post office pricing uncompetitive when challenging for new business and retaining existing business. Ultimately, all of these factors have had an impact on the business's finances and for the first time in the post office's history, this year we will be reporting a loss. That was July 2018. The following month, the cost-cutting exercise began as the board began looking at ways to balance the books. An end to post on Saturdays could be in sight as part of a new cost-cutting plan at the Isle of Man Post Office. The board is looking to save money as it prepares to record its first ever annual loss. Dolan Mercer reports. Shrinking mailbags plus an annual 7% decrease in customers visiting their local post office is being blamed for the fall in revenue. Now, the Isle of Man post office is putting the finishing touches to its latest five-year strategy due to be published in the autumn. Among the ideas put forward in a new public consultation are increasing the price of postage stamps, cutting down delivery days and replacing counter staff with electronic kiosks. Residents are also being asked if they'd be happy to see any more of the island's 27 branches closed down. You can take the new consultation yourself via consult.gov.im before the 2nd of October. That was August 2018. It would emerge that the retail network was making a loss of around £1.2 million over a 12-month period. The Isle of Man Post Office Board looked to develop its retail network modernisation strategy and after a series of political debates, its principles were approved by Timwald in October last year. A little under a month later, at Christmas, was when the news broke about the Balasala branch. Balasala Post Office could be replaced with a self-service kiosk as bosses mull over its future. The contract to operate the counter service from inside the village news agents will end in March, after the sub-postmaster announced he was stepping down. Local democracy reporter Ewan Gort has more. Isle of Man Post Office says it's clear there's no future for a commercially viable counter-based service in Balasala and want the village post office replaced with a sustainable and affordable kiosk. This is due to the decline in retail network transactions as well as the threat of two major government contracts ending. Isle of Man Post Office is now holding a consultation on the future of postal services in Balasala with what it terms are local stakeholders. This will end on the 17th of January. The approach is in line with modernisation principles approved by Tinwald earlier this year, but critics have described the strategy as managed decline. What has since ensued is a heated debate, really, about what the future of the Balasala branch should be. On the 9th of January, a local MHK appeared on Manx Radio's update programme to give his views. Arbury, Castletown and Maloo MHK Jason Morehouse says the bottom line shouldn't dictate the future of Balasala Post Office. Post office bosses are consulting with local stakeholders over the future of the counter-based service with plans to replace it with a self-service kiosk. Mr Morehouse explained his concerns to local democracy reporter Ewan Gorn. In terms of the strategy, it's basically split the post office into two elements. The element of delivery and the element of the sub-post office. And the element of sub-post office is just being left now in terms of the sub-postmaster and deciding what they should do. In the last two years, there's been several closures, 
while there's been closures, there's been no application process to see if there have been other people interested. And I think that's kind of one of the core elements with Balacella. We've actually got a viable business. We've got growth in the village. We've got... Um, hopefully the airport technology gateway coming through in the near future. So there's a lot happening. And the person have taken this rather strange decision to have a consultation before actually deciding whether or not people are interested in taking the business on. Do you think anything but a kiosk will happen? Because I know it's happened in St. John's. They've replaced the post office with a kiosk. It's in their strategy. What's going to change their minds? Well, I have met with the board and basically their argument at the moment is they're flexible, they're listening. And if we actually look at what's happened so far, they've already changed the final date. It was going to be the 17th. That shifted to the 24th. They've met with the commissioners. They've also said we'll have two meetings with the public. We'll have a daytime meeting and an evening one. So they seem to be relatively flexible and to be listening to what people want. So hopefully there is that possibility. The key message I got from the last meeting I had with them was We've not made a decision yet. This is one possibility. It's down for the people to persuade us and put forward a clear way forward. Do you think it could work financially in Balasala as a counter-based service? At the moment in time, I see a three-year period where we're going to have continuity. What happens in three years in terms of will the vehicle licensing change? Will social security payments change? There is a question mark. But we can't make a decision now based on what's happening three years down the road. You know, if we've actually got a viable business people using there's over 170 people getting the benefits every week from that counter in Balcella. A lot of people choose to do it. And there is a coffee morning tomorrow with Jason Morehouse and fellow constituency MHK Graham Krajean at the Abbey Church Hall from 10.30 in a second public meeting next Friday 17th at Balasala Village Hall from 7 o'clock. We heard Andy Wint there mention a coffee morning in the village to discuss the future of the branch. However, it was far from a calm affair. A fierce debate over the future of Balasella Post Office took place at the Village Church Hall this morning. A consultation is being held on counter services in the area as the current sub-postmaster steps down in March. Post Office bosses met with more than 100 people earlier on today, many of whom were furious about plans to replace the counter offer with a self-service kiosk. Our local democracy reporter Ewan Gorn has more. You don't care about our village and you've already made your mind up. Those were some of the views of the more than 100 residents who turned up to what was billed as an informal coffee morning with post office officials today, but turned into something more like a full-blown public meeting. Here's what they had to say. I'm very disappointed. I feel that the, the people from the post office here, although they say they're listening, they're not really listening. Why do you feel that? Because they've got everything in place to put their new machine and their new technology in the post office but they've not made any any movement to get themselves um, a new postmaster or postmistress. And if they're not decided, they should have done both those things so they're ready to leap whichever way they decide. But it's quite apparent that they're not making any um, initiative to choose somebody to take over from the man who's in the post office. We haven't been told the full truth by the post office. They're making up decisions themselves and they're not telling us the truth. It's like a dictatorship, it's not a democracy. There's a lot of feeling, as you've found here, that by taking that post office away, they're killing the village, and, and no one's looking at it, and no one's come to talk to us. So how will, how will it kill the village? Because you've got people being looked after going into the shop there. I'm a church warden here. And you see people going in there. You see people struggling even to go into that post office. And to try to go to Castletown, this is a load of rubbish sort of thing. Hi guys, I'm just from Manx Radio. I just wondered what you thought about the meeting. A load of rubbish. <laughs> no, it's, it's all on the post office side. I don't think anything that we've all said in there, I think they'll still close the post office. Even though 100 people came to a coffee morning? Yeah, I think it's already a done deal. Do you feel the same? I feel the same, yeah. How would it affect your lives, not having a post office? Well, I don't do all this... Awful for the old age. We have a business down in Balfane, and we we register all our cars through there, get our pensions through there. I mean, we use it every day. You know, it's a must to have. 
I went into Castletown Post Office last week with my daughter and the queuing outside is that small, the area. The queuing outside. So why are they shutting this one down? It's crazy. Do you think the way they're treating it, which is sort of like a business, is all about the bottom line, that's the wrong way of going about things? Yes, definitely. They're not even looking at the community or anything. I don't have a mobile phone. I don't do online business or anything. I send parcels to my son in England. Who's going to register it when I want to send something? We don't want a machine put in there. The minute they put that machine in there, we know it's gone. How would it affect your life if you didn't have counter services at Ballasalle? Well, to be honest with you, I always use the post office for renewal of car tax, driving licences, posting parcels. All right, I'm lucky because I have transport. But there's an awful lot of old ladies in there, not wishing to be unkind, but they don't have that facility of a car. So what have they got to do? Get on the bus. You know, some of them aren't able to walk that much. It's about care. It's not about money. You know, there's too much, oh, well, if you don't make a profit, you've got to supply some services at government cost, which is everybody. We're all paying, you paying, I'm paying. You know, I mean, you're not going to cut the police back because it's losing money. In the post office's defence, they truly believe a kiosk, this machine, can replicate what people need. No. What do you think about that? I don't believe so because I think it's about, you know, there's too many machines all over the place. A machine is is an, a machine it doesn't speak it doesn't think it doesn't do anything only just do what it's programmed to do we're talking about people i mean bob's robbers were on that business for as long as i can remember and i'm here 40 odd years i live up at the balamode all right i've got transport which is fine but i just think about the elderly people and of course this new estate that's coming up it's a center part you know it is central to the, to, the, to the whole village i think it just shows the level of um, support for the post office in Balasella. And are you worried if the counter-based service is to go? How oh, absolutely, absolutely. I've got a, an elderly mother-in-law. And, and it, would it really affect your lives? It would affect our lives because we would. It takes away her independence because she would have to rely on us to go into Castletown. Not that that is too much of a problem, but it just takes away that bit more of an independence. Concerned residents of Ballasalla. Well, the CEO of the Isle of Man post office, Simon Neen, was there. He insisted that nothing has been decided and residents still have time to make their views known. It is very much an open consultation, so the consultation is open until the 24th of January, and then that leaves it a week before the board meeting to make a decision. People have said you're not leaving all options on the table because you're not exploring whether other sub-postmasters, other businesses would like to continue the counter-service. What do you say to that? So I think it's important when you do a consultation you're consulting on a potential outcome, so we put forward a recommendation. And that outcome is, is the replacement yeah. with the self-service yeah, so kiosk? change of service to a kiosk and a parcel drop allocation. So that's based on our experience of the, of the local business, experience in other areas where post service has been discontinued so that's what we've put forward and I think it's important to put forward a view that then people can challenge and they can offer up what they think the alternatives are and then they can be taken into the decision. The post office is Simon Neen. Well there's another chance for residents to make their views known. A public meeting is being held next Friday at 7pm in the Village Hall. Manx Radio's update. That report was from the 10th of January this year, following a busy coffee morning in Balasala. A further public meeting on the 17th of January saw similar attendance levels. Balasala Village Hall was packed to capacity last night, with others queuing outside to get in for a public meeting about the future of the local post office. The chair of Isle of Man Post Office and members of its board were on hand to give a presentation and take questions from residents. Also present were the area's MHKs, Graham Crajean and Jason Morehouse. Mr Crajean says many at the meeting felt the board had already decided to shut the counter and replace it with a self-service kiosk despite its protestations to the contrary. He added that the people who attended were very much against its closure. What people were saying was um, this is the, the sort of the heart of the community. We've got uh, a large number of houses getting built in the area. There's um, more industrial units getting built down there and they're just being short-sighted on it. So if we fast forward another fortnight to Thursday the 30th of January, the Isle of Man Post Office Board did offer something of a compromise. 
The board of the Isle of Man Post Office has agreed to seek expressions of interest for a new service partner in Balasala, but not a sub-postmaster. It follows a consultation process and two public meetings, where the board was given feedback from politicians, the local authority, businesses, residents and users of the post office alike. The post office says a consistent theme of the responses, based on the proposed service change originally presented, was the need for a personable face-to-face service. It will therefore formally seek expressions of interest in the coming weeks for someone to provide an enhanced offering to what it originally proposed, the board says. The successful applicant would be tasked with helping customers operate the touchscreen services and providing advice for completing paper-based services. It's hoped an appointment will be made before the current sub-postmaster completes his contractual notice period. So, I described that as something of a compromise, and I asked Chair of the Isle of Man Post Office, Julie Edge, if she felt that was an appropriate description. Yeah, that's fair to say. Obviously, we had the board meeting. Um, and, you know, it is a statutory board. It's a board structure. Uh, Isle of Man Post Office aren't closing post offices, but when we get resignations, retirements, or people wanting to move on, you know, with their own business, we have to then do something about it. So, obviously, we've had our retail strategy to Timwald, and we are following the principles that were approved by Timwald. Um, so obviously we went out to consultation with Balasala. That was one of the commitments to Timwald that we would. And um, we went out with a proposal, a suggested possible way forward to get discussion. And, you know, we're grateful for everybody that did respond. Um, so the proposal that was put out initially was for a, a, a kiosk, you know, a self-service type service in Balasala. However, we're, we're, you know, we are looking to enhance that and go out to offer a, a more individual, personal so service. This, so, so this is a service partner, so it's not a sub-postmaster, it's not a kiosk, it's something in the middle. Well, well, obviously, um, th- there'll be a kiosk in the, in the vicinity, but um, one of the concerns from a lot of people was they wouldn't know what to do um, and you know they'd need help so you know as, as a board responsible responsible you know we've got to have responsibility we've got to be financially responsible as well um, we felt well we need to look at something in between here to try and satisfy as, as many people as we can. So what does this person do or what's it proposed that they will do? Well, hope, obviously, we've still got to go out out to tender. It's you know government procurement process, so um, there'll be there'll be a specification there for what what they need to be involved in. Um, it's it's not somebody is going to be employed to do this. Obviously, it's a, a full package that we're putting out there to make sure we get the right person on board to to host um, the the mobile unit for doing postal services and to um, help help the public, help the people. There's been a fairly unprecedented response from residents of Balasala, other users of the post office, local politicians, the local authority, an awful lot of people getting involved in this more so than we've seen um, with the discussions about other branches around the island. Um, Do you think the views of those people have been taken on board with this? Decision. Yes, definitely. Um, obviously, we got we've got all of the responses. Um, interestingly, though, Dolan, majority of them were by email, so that tells you the way people are choosing to communicate um, these days. Um, obviously, we did have some letters, um, but we we did as a board yesterday. It was a near four on four hour um, discussion around it, looking at every, every option and all of the responses that we'd received. And we had a full business case in front of us with, with all of the details. And that's when the you know the decision was made on that. Is this an attempt to pacify residents and users of, of the sub-post office there? Well, well, no, it's not pacify. It's we've listened and we want to make sure that we've listened and we can... Uh, put a model in place that you know that it's a pilot really because we haven't done this anywhere else to put a model in place that perhaps will support where you know obviously we're going to parcels is a concern for people that um the kiosk can only do five kilograms we're going to look at all that and, so, and so when p- we go out parcel collections will be will be introduced it, that's well, one thing that's been tweaked is it so well, well parcel through a kiosk you can do parcels but there's restrictions on, on weight limit but there's restrictions anyway on weight limits so um you know obviously when it goes out the full tender process will go out and um hopefully we will get a partner that wishes to work with Alaman post office and our, our trusted brand it says that collection of benefits in person will need to be accessed from an alternative post office use of a proxy or directly paid into a bank account 
is that an area of concern for users of of the branch? Do you think if that's because that's something that people it's, express an interest in in being able to do or still able to do in Balasala, that's not going to be the case. Yeah, that was certainly an expression of interest from from, from some some of the individuals. Um, obviously, we as Alaman Post Office act as an agent for the Treasury for the benefits section. We've we've fully discussed before we've made a decision. We've fully discussed this with Treasury. Um, Tim will approved that there be a postal service counter service within a three mile radius, and um, you know we do have that with Castletown. Um, I'm sure there will still be some people with concerns, but the proxy system is there. It's a, a, a tried and tested system. Um, people have to prove that they're at their. Uh, the correct person to be acting as a proxy for individuals. So, um, and, the, and you know, that solution's there and our, our customer, who is Treasury, are, are content with that as a, an alternative. It feels like you have the residents and the users of the post office and the local politicians who want X. You have the Isle of Man post office board who want Y. This is something in the middle. Is that kind of the final offer? Is there any more room for negotiation about the remit of this service provider? Well, obviously, we're on quite a tight time scale, and that was part and parcel of, of when when we get the resignation. There's three month cooling off period. So, and it says obviously that you wanted you want this appointment to be made we, before the sub postmaster leaves, completes the notice period. Yeah, that's what we really hope and, and envisage. We well, we need to do it to make sure there's no break in service for for, for the postal service within in Balasala. But there's um, no more movement on on the remit that, that's currently been. No, that's a, board, a, a full a board decision yesterday, um, and you know we will go out to tender and look for a partner um, with that in mind. That was Julie Edge, chair of the Isle of Man Post Office, speaking to me last Friday, the thirty first of January. The compromise offer doesn't seem to have appeased residents of the village, local MHKs, or other interested parties, though. Ms Edge had a sequence of queries to respond to in this week's sitting of the House of Keys as fellow members sought to probe further both about Balasala itself and wider implications of the post office's modernised retail strategy. One of the questioners was local MHK Jason Morehouse and ahead of the sitting, Sean Cowper asked him if he felt the post office had listened to customer feedback. Not at all, or they may have listened, but in terms of responding... The response is very little change from what they said originally. And I think a lot of frustration has come from that. There's been a lot of talk, a lot of people trying to put over their concerns. And the persons have been to meetings, they've widened the consultation, they've extended the consultation. But what we have here is something very similar to what they were saying on the 19th of December. So from your point of view, what's being proposed now, do you, do you think that resolves some of these issues or would you still like to see a more comprehensive service? I think from the point of view of Balasella and what people need, there is a real need to have a traditional post office. And in the statement now, they say that um, those who would want pension services, for example, would still have to go to a different post office service. Do you, do you think that it's something that is necessary in Balasella, that particular aspect? Yeah, that, that is my main concern. There's over 165 people using my card every week to get their benefits. Those people have made a decision often because of limited movement, limited access to money, and they have made a choice for individual specific reasons. And they're really concerned that at the moment the post office is simply saying, move on, there's someone else who will deal with this issue for you. And a lot of people today are really disappointed and concerned. You're asking specifically for the numbers who've responded to this consultation. What kind of numbers are you expecting to see? It's, it's difficult to actually pin that down, but from what people have suggested, there's going to be a significant number of people who have shared their thoughts um, they were invited at the meetings to share their thoughts, but also you had this written channel which did change through the consultation process. Originally, they identified MHKs, Age, Abbotswood, and the commissioners as being the channels they wanted to use. But as the consultation went on, they said they would accept cons- messages and other things from anyone who was interested and had a part to play in the process. So the numbers are going to be affected by that change of policy, but... I think it's significant and I think it's going to be that question that comes back in the supplementaries. If you've had all these messages, what are these people saying 
And how is that reflected in your statement? The post office, um, the statement, it, it mentions various services that they would still be providing. We've already talked about the pensions, but what what do you think the minimum services, the bare minimum that needs to be provided in Balasala? I think the core part is with a group of people who are needing support, the post office does that. They can go in to get their benefits, there's someone to talk to, there's a shop, there's a whole environment, and it's it's what you expect in a village. And when you think of the Isle of Man, when you think of the traditions, you think of the way of life, that's a core aspect of it. It was quite interesting, there's a large new housing estate be- being built on the edge of the village. And the first page identifies the post office, GP surgery and the school as being key facts that are going to bring to Balasella. Now, when the post office are asked about the new estate, it's kind of, that will make no material business, difference to the business. But people who live there, people who are coming to the village, do see it as being important. So that's, that's the new estate where they're, they're promoting the idea that there is a post office in the village. How harmful is that potentially to other housing developments across the island if, if that's seen as a selling point, but some post offices are, are not going to be around I think it's the point that people want to live in the community. The whole thing about the island is people know each other, people talk. Um, you know, people are quite amazed when they go down the street, Strand Street, wherever it is, and someone will say hello to them. It's kind of that friendly local environment that people want. And I feel that at the moment we've got this shift towards are we covering all the costs? Is that box ticked? And the concern for the vulnerable, the concern for how life should be, is being ignored. The flip side is the retail network for the post office isn't profitable. Is it fair to expect the taxpayer to subsidise this? This is another issue in terms of that is a post office shop window. In terms of what's being provided, it's quite dated, it's limited, and people wanting different things. Over the past 18 months, I've raised questions about extending things like bank accounts, offering alternative services, alternative provisions, and Unless you're going to reinvent retail, it will die. You know, there's there's a major issue with the persons going forward. And at the moment, through the strategy, they've decided to focus on delivery. But everyone knows delivery is limited in itself. So this potentially could be the save of the post office. There's a retail network. It's set up. It can do things. OK, in the short term, there's a cost. But what are the benefits of actually having that sales point, that community hub? Just finally, on the post office, do you think that this now is, do you feel that this is the final decision or can the public still have influence and and speak to the post office and try to get them to consider other options? I think it's going beyond the post office. I think it's actually looking at um, MHK's government ministers across the island This is an island-wide situation. In October 2019, members of Teenwald supported the post office strategy. And that strategy is outlining a movement forward where sub-post offices will inevitably close down as they come to an end of contract. And it's going to be interesting over the next 12 months because both Crown Post Offices, the one in Douglas and the one in Ramsey, are going to be up for renewal. What's been signposted from the post office is that suggestion that they may well disappear. And I'm really concerned that on Chief Minister Quayle's watch, we could end up losing a really important national institution. And it's not just the people of the South that need to think about this, it's the wider island. I know that it's not perfect as it stands, but we should look looking at ways to improve the network, not simply to move it away from us. That was Jason Morehouse, MHK, speaking to Sean Cowper ahead of this week's sitting of the House of Keys. As expected, what ensued was another heated debate over several topics relating to the post office, with Mr Morehouse's question first. I would like to ask the chair of the post office how many people responded to the consultation on Balasloe Post Office and attended the public meeting? Call on the Chairman of the Post Office to reply. Thank you, Mr Speaker. Alabama Post Office received 101 responses from the consultation. Eight responses received were from key stakeholders, although we did not receive any from adult services or age concern. 46 responses were via email, 25 by post, and 22 completed on the Alabama Post Office feedback form provided at public meetings. 
I appreciate that both public meetings were, were well attended. However, Alavan Post Office did not organise these, so never kept any numbers of attendees. Thank you, Mr Speaker, and thank you, Chairman. Which concerns were raised with greatest frequency, and how did the board respond to these concerns? Chairman, to reply. I, I can confirm that the main concern for the majority of people that uh, responded to the consultation were about how they would receive benefits. However, of the benefit figures um, of, of people that are receiving their benefits from Balasala, there's 165 recipients and approximately one-third are not resident in Balasala. Thank you, Mr Speaker. The Chairman uh, identified two key stakeholders who, who didn't respond to the consultation. Could she share with us the eight that she that did respond? And uh, just clarify when she used the term key stakeholders what what she actually means means by that. Sorry, can you just repeat that last Who are the key yeah. stakeholders that uh, I'll repeat the question. Yeah. In in your answer to uh, the honourable member for Arbury, Castletown and Maloo, you identified two key stakeholders who, who did not respond to the consultation. You actually and you named those, you actually said there were eight key st stakeholders who did respond. Could you, could you share with this, this Honourable Court, uh, Honourable House, who those eight key stakeholders are and what, what it, it is that defines a key stakeholder in your terms, please? Chairman. Thank you, Mr Speaker. I don't actually have the breakdown of the eight, um, however, I'm happy to circulate that to members. Supplementary question, Mr Hooper. <coughs> Thank you very much, Mr Speaker. Uh, can the Honourable Member confirm if my card users are considered key stakeholders by the Post Office? It sounds like they're not. And if she could please confirm uh, if there was direct engagement with my card users, either writing out to them, uh, getting in contact with them through information held by Treasury, or even something as simple as putting a sign up in the Post Office to make them aware of the consultation. Thank you, Mr Speaker. Um, obviously, the member is very aware that MyCard customers are the customers of the Social Security Division, and it's their data. When we have gone through this process, we've been fully engaged Social Security Division in the decision process, and they were quite content with the way forward that the post office has taken. The, the, the strategy has the retail strategy has been approved by this honourable court. Can you answer the question? Order. Ms H, you have the floor. They are currently not our, they are the customers of Treasury and we have to, you know, they, it's Treasury that would write to the MyCard customers because they hold the data for their MyCard customers. Isle of Man Post Office doesn't have individual data. Um, but there is a retail strategy that has been approved by this Honourable Court and principles approved and Isle of Man Post Office is following them. Roger, question, Mr Baker. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Speaker. The, the, the chairman, in her, in her, the chairman, in her answer there, twice said that the retail strategy has been approved by this honourable court. Does that give Ireland Post Office a mandate to shut post offices across this island whenever they want? Chairman, to reply. As we've debated many times, and um, the Chief Minister actually said in his response about the post office last week, the, this honourable court's debated all of this many times and we've come forward with a solution for this particular post office. We look at every individual post office on, on, the, on the basis of the detail and the information in front of us. We have very good statistics. Question, Mr. Thank you Mr Speaker. Several hundred people signed a petition. Did the board see that petition and has it been acknowledged? Chairman to reply. Thank you Mr Speaker. Yes, um, I'm aware of, of the petition and the petition was to keep Balasala Post Office open um, and it was placed in Yale Bakery. Um, I, it's 987 signatures, mostly in postcodes IM4 to IM9. IM9 covers the majority of the island south of St Mark's. IM4 postcode stretches north through the middle of the island incorporating St John's, Union Mills and Laxey but excludes Braddon, Peel and Crosby. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Thank you very much. Does the, does, 
in, in pointing to that postcode analysis, does the chairman accept that that indicates that this matters to the whole of the Isle of Man and that the Board of Isle of Man Post Office is completely out of touch with public opinion on the post offices? Reply. I think that's the individual's personal opinion. Obviously, we are very aware of the customers and the footfall through each sub-post office branch. Final supplementary question, Ms Castain. Thank you, Mr Speaker. Um, would the Chairman agree that as, as social services hold the data on the MyCard users, that it would have been appropriate um, for the post office to draft a letter and ask them just to distribute it to the people on yeah, their yeah. data <coughs> list? Chairman, to reply. Thank you, uh, Mr Speaker. As it was an open consultation, so everybody had the opportunity to respond. With regards to... Well, sorry? It's not what I asked. Well, what? No, well, it was an open consultation. Everybody had the opportunity. My card customers had the opportunity to respond to an open consultation. Does every government consultation write to individuals? If you know, so we, we've followed the process that was in, in Timwald and what's been approved, and we've got the outcome <coughs> from the board. It is a board decision. Question 11. <coughs> Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Uh, I'd like to ask the Chairman of the Post Office whether the Post Office Board has determined which sub post office counter locations are at the greatest risk of closure. Yeah, I call the Chairman of the Post Office to reply. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. The network of services is continually evolving as customers' demand changes. Act, retailers acting as sub-postmasters make decisions about their own businesses and as their individual circumstances change. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Thank you very much, Mr Speaker. Um, that's quite a concerning answer. The Post Office Board came to Timwald and presented a retail strategy that said we should reduce the network down to one post office access point per constituency, uh, which means inevitably the retail network will shrink. I think this has been acknowledged by the Post Office Board numerous times. The question that I've asked here that I haven't had an answer to is whether the Post Office Board, as part of that process, determined which sub-post office counter locations are at the greatest <laughs> risk of closure. Not which ones have already been closed or will be closed. Which ones are at greatest risk of closure? I would very much appreciate a straight answer from the Honourable Member. Thank you, Mr Speaker. And the straight answer is I haven't got a... Uh, you know, I cannot decide for these individual businesses. They're individual businesses that will approach Isle of Man Post Office when they make a decision. At present, the only one that I'm aware of is um, Solby that has actually come to us. Beyond that, we cannot comment on individual retailers' private business affairs. question, Mr. Baker. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. So, is the, ch is the chairman actually saying that every post office on the Isle of Man is at risk of closure? Chairman, to reply. I'm not saying that, Mr Speaker. It was a demand-driven strategy that was approved by this Honourable Court. And therefore, if the, there's 21 sub-post officers out there at the minute, obviously, um, depending on, on, on... Well, we know the situation in Sulby. The gentleman has decided to close his business. So we will have to look at, at what the options are available to us. Isle of Man Post Office is not closing post offices. Isle of Man Post Office is responding to individuals who are operating services for Isle of Man Post Office. These are individual businesses providing services for Isle of Man Post Office. Question, Mr. Hooper. Thank you very much, Mr. Speaker. Post Office is a demand driven service. We are very aware of our customers. That was said about a minute and a half ago by the Honourable Member. We are very aware of our customers who use the post offices, and yet they haven't performed an assessment of which of those sub-post office counter locations are at greatest risk. Is the Chairman honestly asking us to believe that the Post Office Board presented a half-baked strategy to Timwall without properly considering the risk to individual locations and customer services around the island? Does the Chairman not think that the users of these sub-post office locations, the people who most use them, the people who are most concerned about benefit receipts, pensioners and people on benefit have a right to know if their local services are at risk. Chairman, to reply. Thank you, Mr Speaker. And I'm really pleased that the Honourable Member for Ramsey has brought this up because we all have a responsibility in here with regards to the social well-being of vulnerable people in our society. It's not Isle of Man Post Office's yeah. policy 
to come forward with a strategy for how people are going to collect their benefits, etc. We will work with our partners within Treasury and anybody else that wishes to work as a partner with Isle of Man Post Office because it's not Isle of Man Post Office's responsibility under the Postal Act to provide social services in communities. I, I do have uh, three others who wish to ask supplementary questions on this, but I'm afraid... I only allow one hour for question time in accordance with standing orders. Mr. Mr. Speaker, I beg to move this standing order 3.5.1 is suspended to the extent necessary to allow for questions to be finished. Mr. Happy to second that, Mr. Speaker. Um, this would require 16 votes, but I'll do it by a voice call first. Um, those in favour, please say aye. Aye. Against, no. The ayes have it. The ayes have it. We turn then to Mrs. Barber to ask her supplementary question. Thank you. Would the Chairman of the Post Office agree with me that, in fact, the Post Office is very aware of those post offices that are at risk, but to disclose those on the floor of Timwald is not the appropriate place? And, in fact, the right thing to do is exactly what they have been doing in the past, working with those post offices to identify how best to support them. Thank you, Mr Speaker. And, yes, totally agree with that. You know, this is independent commercial information about individual businesses. <coughs> question, Mr Baker. Thank you, Mr Speaker. So... The chairman, in her previous answer to my honourable friend from Ramsey, said the post office is responding to people providing services. Can she please say why the post office is not responding to the individual who wishes to provide a post office service in Balasala? Mr Chairman, to reply. Thank you, Mr Speaker. Um, obviously, everybody's aware of what's been announced from the Isle of Man Post Office Board, and we will follow under financial regulations a procurement process. And if there is an individual interested in providing the services that the Board's solution for, we're still providing postal services within uh, in Balasala. So if there's an individual interested, he will have to go through, or she will have to go through, the individual procurement process and apply. Uh, final supplementary question on this. Uh, Mr Hooper. Uh, thank you very much, Mr Speaker. So we just had it confirmed in response to the question from the Honourable Member for Douglas East that the Post Office is very aware of which sub-Post Office locations are at the greatest risk of closure. The Post Office Board have this information. Is it the case then that the Post Office Board is not engaging in a culture of openness and transparency and deserves that the people of the island do not have a right to this information? Chairman, to reply. Mr Speaker, the, my Honourable Colleague for... for, for, for Douglas East <laughs> um, confirmed that we are aware of football, football information through our post offices. Individual businesses, finances, and the way they want to move forward with their businesses. I am not aware of that. Isle of Man Post Office cannot make these decisions. They're independent small businesses operating. And I would have thought the Honourable Member who's in the Department for Enterprise would have been very aware of that. Question 12. Again, call the Honourable Member for Ramsey, Mr Hooper. Thank you very much, Mr Speaker. I'd like to ask the Chairman of the Post Office what the minimum level of services that a postal service access point will provide. Call the Chairman of the Post Office to reply. Thank you, Mr Speaker. Isle of Man Post Office provides its services through a variety of service methods at various access points throughout the island. The service provider varies by service method aligned to the postal service customer demand and our commercial partners' requirements. We have various types of service methods throughout the island, whether it's dedicated at our own counters within headquarters, outsourced services to um, sub-post office counters, outsourced integrated services to retail outlets in Ramsey, Foxdale, um, you know, in garages. We also have the self-service kiosks. We have collections from post office boxes, commercial collections from businesses, and parcel pickup points currently at SNS Motors in Castletown. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. One of these days I will get an answer out of the Honourable Member for Onken. I asked what the minimum level of service that a postal service access point will provide. Perhaps I should have been clear. I'm referring here to the postal services access point that is referred to in the postal strategy that was laid before Timwald. The postal strategy says that we are going to be reducing the number of service access points to potentially one per constituency. I would like to know from the Honourable Member what the Post Office Board's proposal is for the minimum level of service for that one postal service access point per constituency. Chairman to reply. Thank you, Mr Speaker. Um, I'm sure the Honourable Member is very aware of the Postal Act and the services that we have to provide, and, and it is letter delivery um, 
to, 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 to the island. The service access point, um, obviously we've gone out to consultation at Balasala and the service access that uh, was put forward as a proposal, not a decision, as a proposal, has changed, bearing in mind the responses that we've received from individuals. So every, every situation gets looked at on an individual basis. Um, from, from what the, the Honourable Member is asking me, I, obviously the kiosk can provide a number of services, whether it's be rates can be paid through it, rents can be paid through it, um, parcels, etc. But obviously we're demand-driven and we will adapt to the demand by the public for the use of post office services going forward for the future. The Chief Minister this morning made a fantastic quote on Manx Radio and I did write it down because I thought, thank you um, Chief Minister, but he said we, ne we need to make sure that we pass over to the next generation a far better world. Question, Mr. Hooper. Thank you very much uh, Mr Speaker. I'm not sure why this is a difficult question to answer. As part of the retail strategy we know we are going to be losing sub-post office counter locations. That has been decided. That is going to happen. It is demand-driven, although for some reason the Honourable Member is unable to share with us the level of demand because these are independent <coughs> businesses. The post office chair has just said that the service provided will, will be what is uh, demanded, what is required by the local community. The local community in Balasala said the main concern was about being able to collect their benefits. The Honourable Chairman mentioned that earlier, but that is the one service they are not proposing to provide. So if they're not going to listen to members of this Honourable House, they're not going to listen to the service users, they're not going to listen to the wider public, who are the Post Office Board going to listen to when they are delivering their minimum level of service under their new postal strategy? Thank you, Mr Speaker. Treasury's Social Security Division, on whose behalf Isle of Man Post Office distribute pensions and allowances, have advised of the 165, there's one-third not resident in Balasala. As a key customer of Isle of Man Post Office, Social Security Division were consulted in respect of the proposed service change. They responded to advice they were satisfied with the alternative options, having the funds directly transferred into bank account or for people who can access a bank account and are not able to travel to an alternate post office. Recipients can nominate a proxy to collect the cash on their behalf. Officers of SSD have confirmed that a situation has never arisen when a customer has been able to access a bank account, a nominated proxy, or access to a sub-post office. So that should have said a situation has never arisen where somebody has not been able to access their benefits. Right. Supplementary question, Mr Morehouse. Thank you, Mr Speaker. It has been suggested that those responsible for the machine at the postal service port access point in Balasel will be paid less than £100 a year. Is that an accurate figure? And if not, what will the figure be? Okay, Thank you, Mr <coughs> Speaker. All I would do is encourage every honourable member not to listen to false news and to wait until the facts are out there. We're putting a tender process out, and obviously that's, that will go out shortly. I, mean, I can't give you an exact date on that, but once that procurement process is done, we will make agreements with whoever comes forward. And um, you know, I encourage you not to... Whoever's given you that figure, I don't know, because it's not certainly one that's come from Alabama <coughs> Post Office. Supplementary question, Mr. Baker. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. So, to, to, to summarise, um, the, the chairman has put great store behind the fact that Timwald has approved their retail strategy. This concept of a postal service access point is a key element, and that the minimum promise to the people of the Isle of Man is based on these postal service access points. But the, but the chairman either cannot or will not define what a postal service access plan is. So we've got a strategy which has been approved by Timwald that's actually got no foundations to it because nobody knows what they're actually talking about. Chairman. Thank you, Mr Speaker. And to repeat again, it'll be demand-driven. Demand changes in line with the users of the post office, which is in a decline. That exchange was from the House of Keys this week. The latest development in the story comes from Malou commissioners who have called on the Chief Minister to intervene over the future of Balasala's post office. The local authority wants Howard Quayle to suspend the post office board's retail strategy 
and review how it's being implemented across the island. Chairman Nigel Baisley hopes this will halt plans to put a kiosk there once the contract to run the village sub-post office expires in March. He explained to local democracy reporter Ewan Gorn why it's time for Mr Quayle's intervention. Because it's gone beyond Balasala Post Office now, I think it's actually a national issue. I mean, even question time in the Keys this morning, you could see how many MHKs are desperately concerned about their own communities. The only way I think this can be resolved is to actually suspend the bill that the um, post office are acting under. The strategy. The strategy. And I think the only person who can actually do that is the chief minister, because if we leave it to other junior ministers, they'll just spend hours arguing it between interdepartments. It needs somebody at the top to actually make a tough decision and do it. And that's what we're calling for. So why? Why would he suspend a strategy that he approved and all of council ministers, apart from Graham Crajean, voted for? They did. But if you speak to many of them now, they thought that the key bullet points were going to be taken as an overhaul consideration. And what seems to have happened is that uh, the board of the post office seemed to focus just on one point. Now, I concede that the post office are going through financial difficulties. But what we as people have to get them to realise is, are they actually running as a business or are they actually a government body? Are they providing a service? Well, they were set up by the government for the people. This is a public service. That's why the minister, as far as I'm concerned, needs to step mm. in and sort this out. Because it would appear from what you speak to many of the ministers, I didn't expect mm. this to be like this. I didn't expect that to be like that. Well, it's obvious that they didn't do their homework and read all the bulletin points. But we need to take a step back, mm. stop it, and then review it. Well, you, you said you said that it's a public service, right? Is, yeah. I mean, sub-postmasters, private businesses, aren't they? And the sub the post office has decided to let those businesses, if there's demand there they'll continue if there's not they're going to replace them with the kiosk that's what the strategy says to slimline the business to make okay. it financially sustainable I, ex- I accept what you're saying there okay the demand is definitely in Balasala. we can't get the post office to even release figures we, we, so we, how do you know the demands there if the post well, office you, won't release I the challenge figures anybody to sit in that post office and see how many people actually use it what's the likelihood do you think of the chief minister intervening in this dispute I am optimistic. I mean, we're not calling for him to totally abandon his policy. What we are asking for him is, a, I know these things take time, a one or two year suspension while they review it. That was Chair of Maloo Commissioners Nigel Baisley there speaking to local democracy reporter Ewan Gorn. Mr Baisley hopes an intervention from the Chief Minister could halt plans to put a kiosk in Balasella once the contract to run the village sub-post office expires in March. As things stand, a kiosk will be installed in the branch for the next financial year, with a possible appointment of a service partner who would essentially be tasked with helping customers operate the touchscreen services and provide assistance for completing paper-based services. What a difference a month or two makes in Manx politics. We'll see. Thanks for listening. Take care.